support. Okay, welcome everyone. This is the Hoax Buses Live. It's Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's when we do our show. And hopefully we'll have a good show tonight, talk about a bunch of things, bring some good videos in, have some good conversation with the people who hopefully want to come in and contribute to the conversation. So that's where we stand there. Uh, We want to thank Speak Free Radio for having us on. We have a nice little platform here. And um, we'll be we'll be talking about some of the things they do with the books later on uh, in the break. All right, we're going to start off with uh, well, we can start off with the, that picture, of John Kaminsky. If Absolutely. Knows. All right, John Kaminsky, uh, another patriot, good good man that uh, really stood for the truth, and he was an excellent excellent writer. I mean, Absolutely. You, you couldn't find a better writer than him. Right. And, and uh, anyway. So I, I think I, we're going to, I guess, have a wall of people who are dying here. Because As it turns done, out. I mean, you know, I'll probably be on that wall pretty soon. So no, they, you won't. David Irving is, is failing. Well, the, yeah, David Irving is on this, probably the, his last life uh, going well, on there. And, um, yeah. yeah, it's not it's not pleasant when you get into, into your 70s and 80s and Things just kind of go wrong. You know what I mean? It's just the way it is. Well, we're so, like an old car. You know, those are usually <laughs> were classics, but they're not going to last forever. They're going to put us in the Smithsonian. Yeah. Well, anyway, John Kaminsky, uh, he just he, he died about three days ago, I believe it was. Yes. And, yes. Um, you know, we, we enjoyed him. He, he, uh, he you know, I, I don't like saying that. Uh, we had a problem with him because we never had a problem with him. He had a problem with us. But, you know, we did the best we could with him. And um, He wrote a wonderful yeah. uh, expose, basically, on the Rizzoli Rebellion. And it, it, I can, and I'll be including it in the email that I sent out. There's not enough room on the description for uh, <clears throat> BitChute. And so, but, and if anybody wants to have it, it's uh, 2016 is when he wrote it. Very much appreciate. He's been in. Jim has done interviews with him. Uh, we've had video interviews and with him, and it, it was a, a good a relationship up to the up to the point when he did no longer want to have anything to do with us, and we still aren't real clear why that happened. Well, anyway, we did a, we did a whole walk and talk and talk yeah, more yeah. In, in the walk right. and talk today. So I'm not going to spend uh, much time with it here. Right. So. Anyway, that's that, and uh, let's talk about uh, the next thing that was on the list, there, Miss Diane. We, oh, we want—we're actually going to start the book review of the Six Million Fact of Fiction, which I have behind me over here. Where are we? Right there. Matches my colors. All uh, right. Okay, we could do that. Uh, all right. Is 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 Henry? Is Henry there? He's come- here, but not. Don't bring him in yet. Yeah. We okay. Got, let's gonna- do the book first. Yeah, we're gonna we want to get through the book first, and and Diane is I guess gonna be the one that's gonna be doing this. Yeah. Um. So, Diane, why don't you uh, again? This is this is the eighth uh, edition. Yeah. Of the six million fact of fiction, it has a lot more information in it. It has you know it's just really good stuff, and it's on 
It's on the um, moneytreepublishing.com site. So, And the editor, compliments of Dave Gehari. Uh, Peter Winter wrote an introduction and Dave Gehari, as the editor of this thing, uh, did the foreword. And I right. think he, inc- I don't know if he included us or not, not that that's necessary. Um, it just, yes, thank you, Diana, for putting that up. And it's, oh my gosh, it's so well worth it. I'm yes. going to be covering, try to cover a chapter a week. <clears throat> and so it'll be 15 to 20 minutes review. I talk fast. So, and read fast also. Some of the parts I'm going to read because it, it really, the, the emphasis and the focus really is uh, illuminated by the, the words that are used. Okay. Ready? Begin. Okay. The Six Million Factor Fiction. Nazis, and that they're using that because it's a short term, and I know how Dave Gehari feels about it, as we do, and Zionists before the war. The first thing that any person notices about media coverage of the Third Reich, Hitler, or the Six Million story is that although there's always plenty of coverage of Nazi and anti-Semitism, there is hardly any attempt to explain why Hitler was able to come to power on such a strongly anti-Jewish political platform. And we talked about that today, actually. Why were the Jews despised, particularly in Germany? The real reasons for Nazi anti-Semitism were far deeper than the the, the titillating type of uh, things that you hear on mainstream uh, media. Jews were identified as a racially alien group engaged in political, social, and moral subversion. As that was one. The, the second, the Nazis also associated Jews with extremist capitalist exploitation. Right again. Objections to Jewish money lending practices were as old as the European Jewish community and were explicitly mentioned in the English Magna Carta. <laughs> so it's not something that Hitler invented. They were expelled from every single European nation during the Middle Ages. Not everybody can say that. <laughs> Yeah. And finally, for the Nazis, the most important reason was that the Jews as a Semitic people were not of European racial origin. Race mattered to them, not to the extent that they were willing to exterminate or exclude uh, the third world by any means, because 10,000 uh, of the Waffen-SS were from the third world, as it turned out. The idea that a racially foreign race had influence over German politics, media, the economy, and cultural matters was intolerable. It should be. They're not like us. They shouldn't be ruling us. In summary, then, the the Nazis sought to expel Jews from all aspects of Germany's political, cultural, and social life, and it was to this end that their anti-Semitic policies were aimed. And as a result, by order of the Reich Marshal Hermann Goering, Reich Central Office for Jewish Immigration was set up, whose official tasks were listed as follows. One, to make all necessary arrangements for the preparation for an increased emigration of the Jews. Two, to direct the flow of immigration. And three, to speed the procedure of immigration in each case. And this was cited from the Von Seekamp Protocols of January 1942. And so essentially this discusses then the immigration policy. Approximately 523,000 Jews in Germany as of January 1933. That's how many were in Germany. Uh, slightly over half a million. Uh, and uh, at the time of the annexation of Austria in 1938, there were approximately 181,882 Jews. A uh, shy couple, shy of uh, 200,000 Jews in, in Austria. And uh, 704,882 German and Austrian Jews under direct Nazi control. Under the Reich. At that point, and that was before Czechoslovakia and Poland and all. 
By September 1939, approximately 282,000 Jews had left Germany, 117,000 had left Austria, so nearly 400,000. Of these, some 95,000 immigrated to the U.S. Yay, aren't you happy? 60,000 to Palestine, 40,000 to Great Britain, and about 75,000 to Central and South America, entering Argentina, Brazil, Chile, and Bolivia. More than 18,000 Jews went to Shanghai. Oh, aren't they lucky? In Japanese-occupied China, creating a long-lasting Jewish settlement there. Might explain some things. By 1940... It showed that 131,000, almost 132 Jews remained in Germany and nearly 44,000 in Austria, a total of 175,500 Jews in Germany and Austria. So it's important to understand the numbers because we're not even getting close to a million in this. We're just, we're, we're at the half million mark. Okay, um, this was a significant decline from the pre-war numbers of 704 704,000. And by itself, these figures reveal that German Jews in particular were not exterminated, as the Holocaust storytellers claim, but had simply emigrated beyond the reach of the Nazi governments, willingly, and were allowed to, up until the time of the war, which made it difficult or nearly impossible to, to travel travel the Atlantic or out of the Reich, um, particularly with um, Soviet, British, and soon-to-be American uh, uh, submarines. Yeah, the Soviet had some submarines. Okay. Zionist and Nazi collaboration on the 1935 Nuremberg Laws. Okay, we hear about Nuremberg and the trials and and, uh, supposedly applied to the COVID laws, which are not. Um, But the Nuremberg Laws, the reason for this cooperation was simple. The Nazis wanted the Jews to leave Germany, and the Zionists wanted the Jews to leave Germany and come to Palestine to help create the Zionist state. And we maintain that Hitler knew of the problem that that would cause and that this was merely setting aside a problem till after the war, much like the final solution as discussed in the Vansi conference was, was, was the case. Set them aside for now. Keep them away from the, from the, the decision-making policies. The, the Nuremberg laws now dismissed as Nazi anti-Semitic laws were drawn up with the active assistance and support of the German Council of Jews. They didn't, and it dealt with, you know, mixing. They, the Jews didn't want the mixing either. The Zionist Federation of Germany submitted a document to Hitler's office which offered its support in solving the Jewish question, what to do with them. When the Nazi party first adopted the Nuremberg Laws at its Congress in 1935, they were explicitly welcomed by the Zionist supporting Jewish-German newspaper, the Jüdischer Rundschau, which published an editorial that read, Germany is meeting the demands of the World Zionist Congress when it declares the Jews now living in Germany to be a national minority. And it wasn't designed to exterminate or eliminate them in that fashion. It's identifying them. In regard to uh, their on grief, a paper whose editor was Joseph Goebbels in person, for many years I have regarded a complete separation of the cultural affairs of the two peoples, Jews and Germans as a precondition for living together. The Nuremberg laws seem to me, apart from their legal provisions, to conform entirely with this desire for a separate life based on mutual respect by both parties. It was, it was agreed upon. And coming up with the, um, the transfer agreement, you had the two coins that relayed the, uh, the Havara transfer agreement, centerpiece of Nazi Zionist cooperation 
a pact that enabled thousands of German Jews to migrate to Palestine with their wealth. A lot of times the uh, holohucksters like to say that the, the Germans stole all their wealth. That wasn't the case. The goal of removing Jews from Germany, um, <clears throat> Hitler concluded, justified the drawbacks, which included alienating the Arab world. And that's why I think he had intended to make this temporary, because this would be a real problem. A lot of the Arabs were part of the Waffen-SS. I imagine they thought that their light at the end of the tunnel would be, once this war was over, we'd get rid of, you know, send them back or send them to the Soviet Union, which is, was always seemed the plan. Other European countries eager to encourage Jewish immigration concluded agreements with Zionists modeled after the Havar. In fact, France, when they heard that Germany was sending their Jews to Palestine, gathered up 10,000 of theirs. They wanted to send them along in the same ship kind of thing. In 1937, the government of Poland authorized the Halifen Hebrew for Exchange transfer company. By late summer of 39, Czechoslovakia, Romania, Hungary, and Italy had signed similar arrangements. However, the outbreak of war in September 1939 prevented large-scale implementation of these agreements. They were all lined up to ship their Jews out of their country. That uh, Now they've got egg on their face, you might say. The uh, Jewish declaration of war against Germany and organized boycott of German goods uh, the, the mutual cooperation was marked by extreme schizophrenia. Some some Jews actively sought German assistance in building Palestine. Others viewed the Nazis as more mortal enemies. On September 5th, Chaim Weizmann declared war against Germany on behalf of the world's Jews, stating the Jews, and this was, we believe, and rightly so, was a provocateur approach. The Jews, he said, stand by Great Britain and will fight on the side of the democracies. The Jewish agency is ready to enter into immediate arrangements for utilizing Jewish manpower, technical ability, resources, etc. That is an act of war. And they they declared not only economic war and the boycotts, <clears throat> but in 1939 declared war on Germany by declaring loyalty and support of Germany's enemies against Germany. That's going to make <clears throat> endear them to the Third Reich. Um, <clears throat> there was ample basis under international law for the Germans to intern the Jewish population as a hostile force. Already, just if <clears throat> not to mention, not saying that 1933 and the boycott, that would have been enough. But since then, there have been a number of things. The Nazi boycott of Jewish businesses in Germany was unlike the Jewish boycott of Germany, a one-day affair held in April 1933. Uh, they, they countered, the, uh, the, the Reich countered with their own uh, Jewish boycott, but it only lasted a day. Uh, I believe that the <laughs> boycott in, uh, in 1933 against the Germans was, in fact, um, until the war, as I understand Okay, the, the more on the truth about the Kristallnacht, which is you know, the boycott of Jewish businesses. One of the most commonly referred to events in pre-war Germany was the wholesale attacks by crowds of Germans on Jewish shops during the night uh, Kristallnacht, November 9 and 10. A large number of Jewish-owned shop windows were smashed out, and the broken glass gave rise to the Crystal name. The events of Crystal Night was essential because they provide a valuable lesson in how post-war propaganda presents events in Nazi Germany and how important information is deliberately 
left out to provide as incomplete, incomplete a picture as possible. The attacks on Jewish business businesses were not pre-planned, as the post-war allegations claim. They were a spontaneous outburst of anger that followed two high-profile murders by Jews of important German figures outside the country. The first one was um, <clears throat> Jew David Frankfurter shot dead Wilhelm Gusloff, the German leader of the Nazi party in Switzerland. And that was greeted with outrage in Germany. German public outrage over Gusloff murder had barely subsided when the Jew Herschel Grinspan murdered the German diplomat Ernst von Meroth inside the German embassy in Paris on November 7, 1938. And then the next, uh, in a couple of days, came Chris Delanoch. When news of the second murder reached Germany, angry crowds turned out in streets all over Germany, attacked Jewish shops and synagogues. This was the time of the Crystal Night. The intensity of the reaction took Germany's leadership by surprise, and the attacks only stopped after Goebbels issued a public order for the violence to stop. Hitler knew that the relationship regarding the transfer agreement was very tenuous, and he didn't want anything to, to stop or affect that. He didn't know, of course, that the war was going to start in a year. and But he was still trying to get the Jews out of the Reich. And this was going to mess things up. Again, the attacks were spontaneous. The pogrom was stopped after the Nazi leadership uh, halted it. It had to stop. Uh, this technique of omitting all facts and instead of presenting only one aspect, in this case, the events of the night of November 9th through 10th, in isolation to create an impression rather than the whole story is a model used by all post-war propaganda around the six million story, as will be seen following the And so they talk Nazis smash, loot, and burn Jewish shops and temples until Goebbels calls a halt. So they like the, the, the outrage factor in the, in the newspaper. The creation of the concentration camps, and I know this is going to be a surprise for a lot of people, that the ones that had the most concentration camps were not, were not the Germans, but were in fact British. Okay. The first concentration camps were, as I said, were British. In the Anglo-Boer War of 1899-1902, disease, typhus in particular, was a great killer in these camps. Starvation, um, particularly of, of uh, kids and, and women. So, you know, it looked like whatever post- Whatever propaganda was provided or, or, or imp- imposed on Germany, looks like they took it out of the British playbook. Hmm. Article 48 of the Weimar Constitution especially allowed emergency measures to suspend civil liberties. This fact was used to set up the legal framework for the concentration camp system. The camps were first and foremost prisons for political distance, such as the first camp in Dachau. That was primarily for, for communists and people who were uh, a problem for the Third Reich politically. Yeah, but e. Michael, e. Michael Jones thinks it was all Catholics. Yeah, that with all the people that were at Dachau, the only ones that mattered were the, were the clergy. And the only I'm, one of the clergy that mattered were the Catholics. <laughs> I was just saying. Okay, but this is, that was, that, and that was uh, the rest of the story. I mean, you can pick and choose. You've got to include all of it. So we, that's why we embraced the stuff, or we, we took in the stuff that he said, and this was one of those, wait a second, that's not true, what he was saying about the, mm. about the Catholics being persecuted and ending up in clergy and ending up in Dachau. After this, other prison facilities were set up as labor camps and then large prisoner of war camps. Auschwitz, for example, was originally created as a POW camp for Polish soldiers. 
And then finally, transit camps were created, which were meant to be facilitate the de- deportation of Jews to the Far East. Apparently, that was always the plan. Um, once again, the erroneous belief is created that only Jews were interred, that the concentration camps in Germany were primarily built to house pol- political prisoners before the outbreak of the war. At every camp where Jews and other nationalities were detained, there were large industrial plants, ironically and coincidentally, large industrial plants and factories supplying material for the German war effort. The Buna rubber factory at Bergen-Belsen, for example, Buna and IG Farben industry at Auschwitz, and the electrical firm of Siemens at Ravensbrück. That was a woman's prison. What was, the, what was that first one you mentioned? Bergen-Belsen? Yeah, what was that one? Oh, the, the Buna fact, rubber factory. There was a Buna factory in Bergen-Belsen? Apparently. And also a Buna and IG Farben industry. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't. At Auschwitz. I didn't, no, I didn't I, either. I didn't know that at all. I thought cool. the only Buna plant was in uh, Auschwitz. And interesting. Apparently, where these camps were created also were created around these industries, which I believe were already yeah. there. So they d- uh, created the camps around these industries, as it turned yeah, out. I've got to look into that. That's very interesting. Yeah. It is. Um, <clears throat> Zionists offered to fight for the Nazis against the British. Uh, it, that late in the war, the leading Zionists in Palestine offered to take up arms against the British to facilitate a German victory. I guess they figured since the Germans sent them there, they were going to be able to stay. <laughs> okay. The British were, of course, well aware of what the potential consequences would be for the existing Arab-Palestinian population and also the after effects such a development would have on the rest of the Arab world. As a result, the Zionists in Palestine launched a terrorist war against British and Palestinians to drive both of these groups out. Massacres of Palestinians took place. The most famous was at Deir Yassin, where hundreds of Arabs were killed by armed Zionist terrorists and British soldiers were regularly murdered and attacked. We know that. The leading Zionist terrorist organization, Sterngang, um, and and also Ergun, and we, we know of a number of people who were involved in in both of those, not personally, of course. Um, okay, that's a, see, that's a very interesting point. Yes. I, I was talking about that in my interview today with these guys. Good. That, uh, the Zionists actually wanted Germany to they want to work together to get the British out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> people, people don't understand that. But they're, they're the Jews wanting to work with Hitler together to get the to get not only the Palestinians but get the British out. Yeah, and to, to defeat the British, sweep sweep in and take yeah. control and be in control. But again, a relationship between uh, Germany and the Zionists. You know, and Hitler said, "No way in hell, I'm going to get involved." You guys, he did not want. He was not planning. Uh, now this is towards the end of the war, and I think uh, you know there there were other things planned. We're not interested in. Uh, attempting to throw all the resources down to the Middle East to try to defeat the British and the Palestine when he had problems in the, yeah. in the, uh, on the Eastern Front and the Western Front and, and so on. Um, again, the th- Americans hadn't come in yet. but um, <clears throat> And so I doubt that he wanted to open up another front. No, of course, in North Africa then also, too. No, okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, that was uh, definitely interesting about the... Att- that being a Tim. It's however essential to note that one of the leaders of the Lehi was Yitzhak Shamir, who later became Prime Minister of Israel. Lehi, therefore, represented a necessary and leading element in Zionist thought 
and the concept of a Nazi Zionist alliance in the middle of World War II makes a mockery of the later extermination claims. They were still considering collaboration at yeah. that point. That is chapter one. Okay, that's very good. Um, uh, the, people don't understand that, that um, Israel was established with terrorists. That, that's what Israel <laughs> was. They were, yeah. they were terrorists that formed Israel and, uh, I mean, really bad people. Bad yeah. people. Air I gun. Yeah, the air gun, uh, the terrorist groups. Um, yeah. They're just, they're psychopaths, absolute psychopaths. And these well, were the, the future leaders of Israel. Well, that's that's the point. I mean, yeah. how the hell can you have a government based on a ter- terrorists? I mean, these guys are bad. And yeah. look at today. Look at the. They're still continuing on the same vein. They don't give a crap about anybody. They they just no. want what they want for themselves, and they're going to kill everybody in between. That's and that, right, and that's what they've been doing. So and don't anyway. get in their way. Yeah, right. All right. I mean, if I, if anybody wanted to come in on the conversation now, they're welcome to do that. If you had a comment or whatever. Yeah, we've got about, a few people waiting. Okay, so I heard the beeping. Uh, whoever wants to come in, we can have a discussion. Hey, Henry. Henry. Well, we oh, gotta catch up. With, we gotta catch up with Henry anyway. Yeah, because um, Henry has to tell us what's been going on with him because he's doing his his uh, protest every Saturday. His so, own walk and talk on Saturday. That's right. So Henry, Henry uh, welcome in uh, to the site. And can you give us an update on what's been going on with you? Thanks. I, I wanted just to bring up two two quick things. I guess um, one was today something happened at our protest today that has me. And Chris, my buddy, shaking our heads. It was a Palestinian woman who started screaming at us. Really? About our Holocaust signs and about, <laughs> you know, about my sign that said Israel has no right to exist. And here I am on the corner carrying a Palestine flag. Yeah. A Palestinian woman comes up. I mean, I can, and I uploaded this video. It's four and a half minutes. It's on YouTube. Okay. And, and I don't know how to load it right now, but I, you know, at some point I can. If, share well, that. if you if you sent us the link to it, we could give it to Diana, and so she could she could bring it up. Put it up now. You, yeah. You, you send it right there. Oh, there you go. So Diana, if you want to pull up that link, that would be great, and then we can well, see. Well, to her. It's it's just it's it's really crazy. I mean, it's it's it may be educational. Doesn't she understand who she is? She. You should watch that film. It's it's not clear that she's all together on the same planet. That's uh, what it sounds like. But all right, let's take let's take a look. Okay. What? Listen, you are not helping Palestine. Yeah, I'm helping the United States because it's the same enemy. Buffering, her favorite thing. Jewish power is the same enemy Fuck that's that destroyed. Shit. Hey, what kind yeah. of what kind of talk is that? <laughs> you know, I'm Palestinian, and I am sick and tired of our fight and our right to exist being hijacked by anti-Semites like you. What? You're not an anti-Semite. No. They're anti-Semites because they oppress Palestinians. I think there is a very. You don't need. The Nakba is not contingent upon Holocaust denial. Who's oppressing the Palestinians? It's Jews. 
Any other yeah, and, and Americans and, and every single other no. imperialist. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, Americans are driven by Jewish power. That's yeah. our foreign policy. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Are, do you kiss your mother with that mouth? Oh yeah, I <laughs> oh, do. Good. I'll you know bet what? you do. If she knew I was right here. She'd be right here beside me. Willie. Yeah. You're Palestinian. I am Palestinian. And because, and you know what? Because I'm Palestinian and because I grew up with such a strong foundation, we spend all our time having to apologize for bigots like you. I don't. Uh, are, calm yourself, honey. Don't, don't get too stressed. I am very upset right now. Well, I, why? You apparently. sound like a Jew, for God's sakes. Yeah, you Yapping do. at me like this. Right. I'm on the same yeah, side man. as you. No, we are definitely not on the same side. You don't want a free Palestine? Oh, I want a free Palestine. Then we're on the I don't same... want the same kind of free Palestine that you seem to be thinking of. Do you think. I don't even know. Do you, do you realize that. That there, nobody can produce a single photograph of a homicidal gas chamber during World War II. Doesn't that impress you or something? Come on. No, really. No, I want to bring the conversation back to Palestine again. You said yeah. yourself you weren't. It's you were from, from Palestine to, to the Holocaust. That's right. It's a no, linear, it's a linear move. Holoca- because the Holocaust exactly happened is why Palestine is in this mess. It didn't happen. It did. You mean there was a systematic destruction of Jews in Europe? Elim- and, extermination and Roma, actually, policy? And gay people. What's your, uh, what's your source uh, for six million? Well, have you ever bothered to crack open a history book? That no, right. but you he asked you for a source. I asked you for Again, a source. Again, bring it back to Palestine. How no, exactly are you, you helping? Why are you wearing a kufiya? Why are you appropriating my culture like this? With your, your culture. Yes. <laughs> Why are you mad at me? She thinks we're on different sides. Oh, so she's brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's that right. It's really too bad. Well, it's like the Lebanese. Yeah. We had a Lebanese guy here that told me to fuck off. Oh my God! Said, wonderful. Why didn't you said, listen to us? And I said, Sabra and Shatila, stupid fuck. Oh my God! You are not helping Palestine with this. You are not helping. We're doing exactly us. what we No, you are done. not. You are if you not. Think, if you think the Jews are anything but evil sons of bitches. What they've spilled. I, Jesus fucking Christ. They're bombing Palestinian no. children, oh, so yes. Jews. I am very aware of exactly who's bombing Palestinian children. I am exactly aware of how they justify it. They justify it because of people like you. Oh, really? I'm That's sorry twisted. You feel that way. It's disgusting. Come back next week. We're going to have a Palestinian woman stand with us. <laughs> why, do, why do you have to just, like. Face the truth? No, why do you have to, like, go and attack? You know why we're standing here, right? They wouldn't let me in there to talk about Palestine. Gee, I fucking wonder why. No, see, the thing is, I have tried so hard, and we work so hard. We totally with Jewish groups. That's your mistake. That's your mistake, honey. No. He's confused. Your shoelace is untied. Yeah, she's definitely uh, definitely, definitely confused. She's she's schizophrenic. Well, she's she's got some mental issues, but you know, yeah, you, yeah. that's how I spent my Saturday morning. <laughs> so that, that was interesting. But see, that's Henry. That's the problem. Yeah. See, the Palestinian people, 
you know, the, the, if they don't get on board with the Holocaust nonsense, showing what, what's going on there, then what do they got? They, they don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance. Right. Uh-huh. right. Because every time you bring up the Holocaust, you know, that means Jews win the suffering game. That's right. Yeah. You know, and, and my only second other thing I wanted to talk about was this guy named Chris Hedges. I don't know if you know him. He, he puts an article out on Un's Review. Ooh. And, and it's a good article. It's, it's called Eat, Let Them Eat Dirt. But I want to read to you one sentence. Um, he, and he says, uh, or two sentences, the, the, the Nazis... Uh, in 1942, systematically starved the 500,000 men, women, and children in the Warsaw Ghetto. This is a number Israel intends to exceed. Now, I uh, I, I don't know where he got that 500 that that plan to, to purposely starve the people in the Warsaw Ghetto. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I mean you know maybe it was you know but but he just throws that stuff out there without uh-huh. attribution. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, without citing a source um, that can support that, and I could not find um, in in the, the the six million, I could not find a a chapter on that to dispute it. But I've never I've never heard that. I've never, never heard that. No, I haven't either. That means they're making it up. I, yeah, I never heard anything like that, and in any yeah. of the publications I've read, or you know, so they they definitely are pulling that out of the air. That yeah. I think so because you know did was did they cut off the electricity? Did they cut yeah. off water? You know, well, I, did they there do might all have been that. that and maybe it's the uprising. There may have been there may have been, but I don't remember that specifically. They were more interested in um, in the the war, the, basically the warfare kerfuffle between them. I don't know that they they did any of that, and that the starvation would have taken weeks. I think these people were all sent to Auschwitz before then. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, again, I defer to you guys for the historical Never heard crossing of, of the T's and the dotting of the I's. Well, you um, always hear new things. Okay. Yeah. And that's a, that's yeah. a new thing to me. So there you go. Yeah. And, and so it's, but it's, you know, I can, I can make up a new thing you've never heard. You know, they, <laughs> you know, they, they, they took Jewish children and, and ran iron nails through their feet. You know, right. I mean, right. you know, prove yeah. me wrong. Um, you know, it's, it's just like, yeah. you know, and it's a cheap shot and it's done by Chris Hedges, who is, Pretty well respected in the uh, in the pro-Palestinian movement. So, wow. I don't know, uh, uh, you know, I don't know where that's that's coming to. But I did want to check with you, and and you've answered my question. Is your answer is that you've never heard about that? No. So, what my that. reference would always be, Henry, to go to ihr.org and do a search, and I pulled up a number of things dealing with the Warsaw Ghetto uprising. And, and facts and Robert Forrestan even, and he's what I consider the godfather of, of revisionism and in, in all its aspects would have brought up information about that good, bad or indifferent. And, but he's, he's like you. I, I want to see it. I want to, I want to see it where they've said this. He's the one that, that brought up uh, the, the uh, blueprints for, uh, for Auschwitz. So, um, <clears throat> that, that he had, but, but anyway, I can send you the the link, and you can check that out yourself. I don't think you're going to find this type of treatment, uh, the starvation and or the cutting off of the uh, energy. Uh, yeah. I think as a result of the warring between the the partisans and the national socialists, a lot of things were damaged. But I don't well, think that yeah. that was purposeful. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's like a the the intention to starve was, was is written in 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 his article. 
And uh, just, you know, but it's it's clear the Jews are intending to start. Oh, yeah, that's a Jew thing. That wasn't a German thing. It was just it's it's just I mean, it's it's really sick what's going on there. And and sicker yet is the is the Jewish response to it, which has been either go harder or. Yeah. Well, they have had it coming to them, you know, and all this other stuff. But we and, have to prevent another Holocaust, Henry. <laughs> wake up! No. Never, right. never again! Never yeah. again! Yeah, oh, never forget. Never forget. Never let the Goyim forget. That's yeah, right. right. That's right. That, 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 that was good. Very good. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. All right. Henry, okay. would, you be, would you be willing to stay for a few minutes to hear a good Jew joke? Probably. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 so this, this is what Jews always love when I tell them this joke. So Jewish guy from Brooklyn gets off the plane. He, he's, uh, he hears one day, uh, he's, he's studying in college, and he hears about the Chinese Jews. And he's like, what? I never heard of this. Now, I've heard of this, but I've never seen it. So he goes over to China one time. Uh, he gets the opportunity. He takes a trip over to China. So he goes to Shanghai. He gets off the plane. And first thing he has to do is look up, look for the, Jew, the Chinese synagogue. So he finds one. Sure enough, he goes there. There's a Chinese rabbi doing the service and everything, clearing his throat up in front of everybody. So afterwards, he goes to the rabbi and he shakes his He's like, hey, rabbi, you know, I'm, uh, my name's, you know, uh, Herschel or whatever. You know, I'm from Brooklyn. You know, I'm Jewish. He's a, rabbi stops him. He says, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're Jewish? He says, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. The rabbi says, funny. You don't look it. <laughs> Jews, Jews love when I tell that joke. That one always gets them over. That balls. You don't look they it. want to feed me a bowl of matzo ball soup after I tell that. Oh, joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I just uh, want to I, say, Henry, that I love your videos. You know, keep doing yeah. what you're doing. God yeah. bless you. Appreciate your work. Yeah. You know, I, and that that uh, pal- alleged Palestinian one, I mean, she could out Jew the biggest yenta from Brooklyn. I mean, unbelievable, huh? That was. Yeah. Uh, that I was, couldn't, couldn't resist saying all that. over the map, just totally schizo. Well, yeah. that's 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 what they've created, Diane. That that's the MK Ultra endpoint. You know, they've that's yeah. the the education system. The girl's <laughs> probably a lesbian, or doesn't even know what the hell she is. And I mean, I've seen this constantly. This is a wow. lot of these third world immigrants that they dump here now because of our open or Jewish open borders, and then they go yeah. through this commie education system. So on one hand, she wants Palestine free, but you know, she's like, ah, oh, but the Holocaust. I mean, yeah. they're just so fucking off the wall. These people, and that's that's what it is. It's schizophrenia because they're so but, fucked like up Chris, down inside. Like Chris pointed out today to me, you know, if if you know, if we're doing this completely wrong, you know, guys, there's just two of us. In the only synagogue protest in the world, you know, what true. kind of an effect could we have if we were completely anti-Jewish? You know, I mean, what? I mean, what? It's just, it's just mindless to think that because of us, she can't get her work done, as if things are going so swimmingly for the Palestinian people. Yeah, so exactly. We'll see if she shows up next week. Yeah. And if I could, just one more thing: the IHR you mentioned. Um, I'm going to be speaking to a group of those guys in Southern California in March. Amazing. So I'm looking forward to that. I have a mutual friend with uh, Mark Weber, mm-hmm. and his name is Bruce Lichty. I don't know if you guys know Don't Bruce. forget to mention the Holocaust, because they avoid that like the plague. They do? They do. Well, they're going to hear it. No, Henry, listen, when you go there, here's what I want you to ask Mark Weber, because see, Mark Weber we call him a semi-revisionist now because he he actually believes this. But you're going to have to pin him on this. He actually believes that there were limited gassings yeah. in the camps. No. Okay. But he won't tell you why, nor can no. he. Basically, it's because David Irving said it. Therefore, well, Mark Weber believes yeah. it. 
So you might you might want to just throw that at him to say, uh, Mark, what's up with this limited gassing? Limited gassing. You, you yeah. think it was limited, limited gas? Limited gassing. All right, I'll out and let make that. Uh, <laughs> he started out. I sure started just out. Gassed him until they started choking, and then let him get out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Just ate too many latkes. Yeah, <laughs> makes those felt a fish. That'll give you gas, won't it? Yeah, right. I think no, you felt the fish. You know, I, 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 as much as I'm a quote unquote anti Semite, there's a lot of Jewish foods that I like, and I grew up in New York and New Jersey. Love a good oh, yeah. corned beef. I love a delicious pastrami on rye. But that you felt the fish. I don't I know like bacon and eggs. Well, <laughs> I, I like that stuff too. <laughs> but I don't know how anybody in the world could eat gefilte fish. That is just, uh, it's like a, like a paste. I confess. Well, what's your name? Who's, who's, who am I speaking with? Uh, this is CB. CB. Um, well, I have, I, I, I do, and I'm not going to cut my nose off to spite my face because <laughs> it's a Jewish food from my past. Uh, sure. When I was a Jew, you know, I still, if I, you, get, you know, you get I get a it. chance. Yeah. Well, so, I, I'm, you know, I don't, I've never had it, so I really don't know what it tastes like. So I'm not planning to. That's right. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Henry. Okay, right, Henry, thanks for uh, giving us the update. Hopefully we can hear the next update next week if you want to bring it in. If, if you get video and all that, that's beautiful because we, we can show it right here before anybody can see it anywhere else. So that's well, I'm think. still wondering if she's going to go to the cops and say that she felt unsafe. Um, if she's that, coached um, to. I don't think you can come up with it herself. You got the video showing. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. why we yeah, have Mich- Michigan is a Marxist police state. I mean, you could have all the proof and everything. It's I mean, oh, that well, lunatic governor okay. they have there. She's a total okay. fuckface commie lunatic. I hear you. Excuse my language, but it's true. <laughs> no, I hear you. <laughs> all right. How do I sign out of this? Oh, leave Just, studio. Yeah, leave okay, studio. Take, take it. Thanks for coming. Invite me again, Diane. I'll join up again. I will do okay. so. Yes, sir. Very good. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Take care, Henry. Okay, CB. All right, CB. What else do you have? I just was uh, uh, enjoying the conversation. Um, the uh, I think we had talked about that a while back. With the, you were saying about the Stern gang and the Leahy group mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, so you know, it's, I, I uh, wanted to discuss a little bit about if you had watched the Tucker Carlson interview with Putin. Not that it was such a great thing. It really wasn't. I was. I. I could. I imagine it couldn't be. You know what? I, I mean, Putin made a lot of good points. Um, I, I felt like Tucker was very bewildered in some of the, you know things. I'm, uh, he he really looked like you know just he had been it was a deer in the headlights. And um, and then towards the end, Putin said some things that I just was like, what is he talking about? Like he he mm-hmm. talked talked up George W. Dumbass, saying that he was no worse than any other politician. I'm like, what? What do you, do you mind? You know? And he was yeah. saying he had a relationship with him and everything. So you know that that was disappointing. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I didn't really expect much from it anyway. No, I just no. watched it just because you know I was interested, and that was that was really it. Um, but uh, how about uh, Alejandro Mayorkas? You know, he's the tenth generation Holocaust <laughs> survivor. You can't impeach me. That would be anti-Semitic, even though I'm guilty of malfeasance because I'm keeping the border wide open. No. You stupid Christian Zionist goy who no. was kissing my tuchus a minute ago. Yeah. I mean, these people are wow. so ridiculous. One word. <laughs> yeah, that's. I a, guess that's, that's a run-on sentence. But. Well, yeah, no kidding. Um, I've noticed that when they get backed into a corner, they trot out their uh, survival or their parents' survival. And I said it's obvious that your parents survived because you're here, and it's just well, yeah, you know, it, 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 it just it's just silly and and ten different camps or whatever. <clears throat> so it's just they they don't they know by invoking 
the Holocaust in any way, particularly being survivors, they believe that wouldn't work with us, but they believe it's going to shut down conversation or dissension or discussion at all. Yeah, <clears throat> of course. Well, it's worked for so long, but it's, it's yes, working that's less right. And less People now. are too. Oh well, I'm really sorry that happened. To you okay? Wait, we 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 we'd, be, we'd basically say so. What that got to do with the conversation? You're guilty of the, like you said, malfeasance. You're guilty of what what you're being accused. That has nothing to of do course. with it. And you're not going to get a free pass because you're claiming some sort of erroneous, bogus uh, survivor status from the past. How do you think that would go over? Well, I'll tell you what, too. You know, it also goes to show you, and, and this was something that um, Dennis Facho brought up uh, a while back. Uh, I heard in one of his interviews with Henrik Pomgren. Jews are actually, you know, they're so arrogant that as intelligent and ruthless and cunning as they are, they're actually kind of stupid. Yeah. Because if he, like, if, if they were smart, instead of putting one of their own kind in that position, they would put like a Hispanic or a black or somebody there. Because then... You know, they could just say, oh, well, look, these the, all these Republicans are just racist and they're, they're, they're picking on the poor, you know, black guy who's just trying to do a good job. And they could point the finger and say, look, but it's just an incompetent Schwartz. It's not us. They're, they've actually lost it now. They're, and they're 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 so open with their arrogance. That's right. I think something's <laughs> happened to them where they've they've actually, you know, screw has gone loose now that because they used to do that. They would put like, you know, that, there was right. this guy. Years ago, his name was Anthony something. He was he was like one of the top people at the ACL Jew, and he was a real in your face uh, Hispanic uh, homosexual, very audacious. And he was their their token goy that they would put up there, and that they could just say, "Oh, look, look, you know, it's it's this uh, crazy gay Hispanic homosexual communist." <laughs> but now the Jews are they're coming out of the woodwork and they're doing all yeah. the dirty work themselves, and they're yeah. they're, they're outing themselves. That's true. That's true. Because they are so arrogant. They feel they are untouchable by invoking the Holocaust. They feel they get a free pass. Exactly right. And exactly some people, right. and there are some people, because we've listened to them, who won't allow that, who say, well, that, that's irrelevant. What, what what your parents did or didn't do, if, if it were true. <laughs> I'd like to throw that in. If it were, even if it were true. <laughs> well, that's what we need to work on. I think yeah. one of the things that we can raise the debate now, and this is something that, yeah. you know, I like, I enjoy Ryan Masano. I don't know if you saw his latest interview. I don't know if you guys are still talking to him, but he went and uh, confronted Daryl Steinberg over at uh, the Sacramento <laughs> City Council about how, and, you know, he brought up Israel and then Steinberg tried to shut him down. Now, yeah. I don't appreciate a lot of stuff that, that Ryan has gotten into with, you know, HT and all these others, but that aside, Ryan uh, told him, he said, look, dude, this is America. You're supposed to represent an American city. What the hell does a foreign country have to do with that? And even all the blacks and the browns, because, you know, they're all pro-Palestine, lefty, you know, because that's like the mantra of the left. They were actually agreeing with Ryan Masano that this (laughs) asshole Jew is full of shit. And he doesn't represent the people of Sacramento. And he only represents his fucking hook-nosed tribe. So... (laughs) But anyways, it was fun. Nice talking with you, folks. I hope you're doing better. Appreciate may, may, you. Uh, may Joe rest in peace. And, um, you know, I know it's a little early for, for jokes, but just uh, rest assured, Jim, J- uh, Joe was a lot Jewier looking than you. So that that was always a. Oh, a, a, oh that's uh, funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Not to speak ill of the dead, but God, but well, uh, I hope you're all they're doing also better. twins. So I'm not sure how you make that distinction. <laughs> I know it's just it's just a little joke. It is. But, uh, it is. Yeah. I hope you folks are uh, are doing well and uh, God bless you and hope many, Thank many uh, healthy and happy years to you because we need. Appreciate you. All right, CB. Thank you. Thank Take you very care. much. All right. Yep. Yeah, I know. Okay. Anybody else uh, have any thoughts? Uh, they want to come. Are we going to wait till after the station break to do some videos? 
Um, well, we, we could do that. We, I mean, we could bring something in now if no one's coming. Oh, in. yeah, Diana oh, really got a okay. kick out of this. Well, this, Love is, this, it. Is a, this is a shot video, so I have to uh, turn it up. I heard yeah. there was a grab or plot to influence your every thought, but you don't seem to like conspiracy, do you? There are Jews in power everywhere, but you can't let your mind go there. You're blind to them, and this is how they Jew ya. 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 Your tales were sad, but you wanted proof of Anne Frank hiding in her roof. They said you're so full of hate, and how dare ya? Your inquiry, inquiry was called a sin, but they never answered your question. So there's no proof, and this is how they Jew ya. How they Jew ya. How they Jew ya. How they do ya? How they do ya? There was a time when you thought you knew that right was red and left was blue, but now you don't see no difference, do ya? Each congressperson, red or blue, has been blackmailed. By a Jew, they're all corrupt, and this is how they Jew ya. 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 Well, Netanyahu has called for war. He lied to us on the UN floor. Fear Saddam was planted and it grew ya. He stained America's good name by killing who was not to blame for all fears. And this is how they Jew ya. How they Jew ya. How they Jew ya. How they Jew How they Jew How they Jew How they Jew Okay. Owen Benjamin. Yeah, that's good. Appreciate yeah, Owen, uh, he gets it. He uh, <clears throat> he he understands what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't really get a chance to watch a lot of his stuff, but uh, he's out there plugging away just like everybody else is. Yep. And yep. Um, you know, we got to give him the credit that he, that he deserves, and he's mm-hmm. he, he does it. See, he does it with humor. Mm-hmm. Okay, when he when he comes against the Jews, he does it with humor, and that's a tough thing to come. You know, that's a tough thing to come against. Because you know, they 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 can't. 
Well, they mm-hmm. let the, you either ignore them or you mock them. Humor is part of the that's mocking. Right. That's right. And that's what I, what I think is a good thing. So mm-hmm. anyway. Okay. Um, do we have anybody lined up that, that wants to come in? I just want to make sure. For a couple we, of minutes. Well, it's, it's not that. I want to know what's coming on next because we'll go where we're going to go. All right. Yeah. I want to give people a chance. If they want to come in, they can come in. If they don't, then we're going to go in our direction that we want to go. Because we got some things we got to still yeah. discuss. Yeah. All right. So there's, there's probably nobody there. All right. All right. Um, uh, let's um, let's move on. What do we got? Uh, <laughs> what, what's the next thing we got going on here that we? Well, want you can one of the shorter short videos uh, presenting if Diana wanted to do how Trump feels about Holocaust deniers. Okay. This oh this oh this was an interesting thought. Okay. okay. The unconscionable Nazi legacies of executions by gas. And lethal injection. <clears throat> See what was weird about this article here. The the Jews continually to uh, promote the gas chamber bullshit, and there's there's no gas chambers. So now they're making a big deal about how people are being executed in the United States, and they're oh, yeah, like they're, in they're they're saying, well, we shouldn't be doing these executions because it reminds us of how they did it. In, in uh, you know, Auschwitz or whatever camp they want to say again. Mm-hmm. And so this is what they're trying to do. But look, look at they're doing. They're taking, they're taking a topic. They're bringing you back to something that didn't happen. And they're making that the whole, the whole point of the discussion, Auschwitz. About them. It's always yes. about them. Well, yeah. See, okay. We're, we're talking about people being executed Whatever way they do it in the United States, they used to do it. They, I don't think they do it by gas anymore. I don't know. Um, lethal injection, I lethal think. Lethal injection, I guess. Whatever. So I think they were get, trying to. In fact, Fred, Fred even talked talk, talking about using uh, cyanide or Zyklon B in an Arizona prison, and yeah. they, they went all up in arms about that. And a Zyklon B, they'd be there for days. So it, it just it obviously wouldn't work. But it, it was again. Wasn't about the criminals who deserved um, capital punishment. It was again about the Jews and their fabricated narrative. Right. See, they're, they're taking something that didn't happen and they're making it like it happened to talk about another topic. But what's the topic that becomes the main topic? Auschwitz and the gas chambers. The Holocaust. And the Holocaust. Holocaust. <laughs> See, and that, remember, they did they did the exact same thing with COVID. Okay, mm-hmm. they did the exact same thing. Remember how they did that with, with the uh, um, uh, Nuremberg uh, Code? I guess it was. Yeah, that's right. In other words, they 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 try to bring the COVID situation out, saying, "Well, the Germans had had a, a plan to to kill people, um, and and these people they were killing him." With, with medicine or whatever, medical, whatever. Well, no, that wasn't true either. So we know people have a right to decide medically what they want done to their bodies. They want you to think that the Germans just did anything. They want the people, and they go back on this Nuremberg Code saying, this is the way the Germans did it to the people, which they didn't do that. Okay. No, but the people, the COVID people today with their vaxes are doing it and they get by with it because they say the vaccine is not experimental. Only experimental drugs 
Can you refuse? Can you reject? Can you, can you deny uh, taking part of? They completely do what they accuse the, uh, which the Jew thing, the National Socialists of doing. Right. So it, it's just, it's just, everything has to come back to them on, yeah. the, on either coming against Germany, you know, defaming Hitler, slandering Hitler, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to the topic today, j- just like Gaza. All right, they're doing the exact same thing with Gaza, right? Wow, the second Holocaust. We got the second Holocaust. That that really surprised me when I first heard about what was going on in Gaza. I know that the, the Israelis are psychopaths. I have no doubt about it. And they're like, they're, it's like getting someone down on the ground and punching them in the face, and then accusing that person on the ground for beating you up. And it was, it was everything was all twisted. I thought this is Israel speak, and none of it, none of what they're saying is true. Right. Right. So there's this. The Jews are incredible and in how they get everything that come, come back to them. It's no matter if it's good or bad. It don't matter because it always makes them in the news. And mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that's it. It doesn't matter it's if it's good or bad. Forefront in the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep Jews going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Oh, Jews, 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 Jews. Oh, wait a minute. Victimhood Jews. Jews being victimized. Wait a minute. People are coming after the Jews and saying they're doing bad things. But but it doesn't matter because it keeps them in the news. Victimhood, victimhood. Don't matter. (laughs) Um, That interesting thing. I was saying that because the COVID shots are experimental, they don't qualify for the Nuremberg II exemptions. Well, I don't know why they have it then. (laughs) That's right. Right. Okay. All right. Listen. Why don't we Why don't we take a qu- the quick break? We're going to go to the Money Tree Publishing site. Uh, talk about that a little bit. The books, and then we'll, in the second half of the hour, we're going to bring in some more people. Okay. So here we are, Money Tree Publishing. This is Dave Gahiri's site here, folks. These are the books you have to really get yep. if you really want to understand all the topics that we talk about. Uh, excellent books if you you want to get into Jewish supremacism by David Duke. The six million fact of fiction that we talked about today, which we're going to be continue doing. Uh, Europa, excellent, you know, it's like what? DVD series. Yeah, it's it's like how many hours that that is? That's good. Uh, quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. I mean, ten. I think there's ten or fifteen. There's whatever. ten parts. Ten parts, and the the uh, part eight is the Holocaust, by yes, the way. Just to yes. let you know. And um, there's the myth of German villainy. You got Mein Kampf if you want to get that book. It's there. a Stalag version. It's not bad. Yeah. So anyway, Henry Ford. I got his book right here. Henry Ford, the Jews. In fact, I have I have about three or four of those books right here in my little uh, archive of books. I don't have many books here. All my books got thrown out. But anyway, probably uh, <laughs> probably got thrown out. So, so I, I just have a I just have a scant amount of books here. But most of them are from uh, Money Tree Publishing at this point in time. So those are all the good books, and we we do encourage people to go there. And of course. Uh, support uh, Speak Free Radio, however you can do that. If you feel, uh, you know, you want to do that, you can do that too. So we do have information out there that, look at, I get those two books, Jews, Jews in the News are or whatever the hell it is, Jews are the Problem, and exp- uh, Exploring the Lies of History. Excellent book, excellent, excellent book. That gets in a whole bunch of different topics. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, like 50-something topics or whatever the heck it is. Uh, and, and read, uh, he does a great job, uh, with that book. So you gotta take a look at that too. Uh, and all the other stuff they have there. So there you go, folks. You got plenty to read, plenty to watch, 
plenty to do. You can't say I don't have any information on this or that. There's plenty of information there. So, anyway, take a look at that. Okay, we're coming up to the uh, top of the hour. We can bring, uh, if someone wants to come into the conversation, um, please do or whatever. We can see what questions or comments you want to bring in and tell us who you are or whatever because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We can't. Oh, the names aren't up right now. <clears throat> Evening, all. Okay. Okay. Stoich. Okay. Hello. Even no. So what do you, what do you got for us? <clears throat> well, well, you know, I haven't always been Jew woke. Um, referring to back in my childhood, I was always taught about how white people were bad and that wow. the Nazis, all they did was exterminate six million by gassing and all that kind of stuff. And I used to believe it. So I had to look up further information on what it really was all about. And I was showed some really useful info about what actually happened. And turns out there were no gas chambers in those chambers. The gas, well, I couldn't tell they were gas or liquid, but Zyklon B happens to be a chemical that was used to spray the prisoners to keep the, the fleas off of them. That's why they were stripped. Yes. They were stripped of the, <clears throat> they were stripped of their clothing and their shoes because it contained who knows what it had on them. Not because they kept it as some sort of trophy, like never, never forget, never, for, never again. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw some shoes on top, just like the rest of the protesters to honor the 6 million killed by the Nazis. But yeah. And uh, another thing I also had to learn about who really controls the media or banking system or governments who um well who who runs our health care in other words, including yep. our immigration policies and all of that. And <clears throat> there and, and it's one group of people you can never say who it is. Who else should be labeled anti Semitic, a racist, a bigot by the media. And that's the unfortunate thing. You know, we have free speech in this country, but I hear people online all the time say that that they took down our freedom of speech, that they writ- overwritten our constitution, <laughs> which I can, un- I can understand that from their point of view, but our freedom of speech, you know, we can still deny the Holocaust. We can still fly swastikas, you know, it- it's still offensive to them, but we have the right to do so by whatever means necessary, because this is America. Okay. Well, Okay, about that. I, I, I do have to. Correct, I do. I, I know you're still learning, so I am going to have to yeah. correct you on something. They they never use Zyklon B on people. No. Okay. Just, mm. just so you know. That was DDT that they used yeah. in, uh, yeah. in in it the was, US. It was the DD, DDT product they would have used on people on on the lice mm. problem. That's what they used the Zyklon B on because you can't you can't use that on people. It's it's, it's cyanide. It's it's a poison. Yeah. They get it on the clothes and the and the uh, yeah. bedding. Yeah. So any, anything not, not alive, uh, people yeah. wise, they they used it on. Maybe put the word in there yeah. in a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Sorry about that. My head's kind of fuzzy at the oh, moment. No, I, 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 that's that's I how you learn. I, I can understand why you said that. Well, not well, not well, not only that, but you know, I've had a cold all day. Had the snuffles. Oh. It sucks. 
<laughs> no, we get it. No, so you're doing yeah. fine. I mean, your, yeah. your red pilling is, is trumping your cold situation. Yeah, must be the must be the Jew germs that are spreading yeah. around like a virus all over America. Yeah. I see them coming out from underneath the tunnels <laughs> all the time. Like who is it? Pennywise, the dancing clown? I mean, I can see why he lives down in the tunnels. Oh, I, I don't know. Probably I don't know anything about that. That sounds like a New York thing. So Probably well, to count uh, six gorillion shekels. Yeah. What kind of song right. do you want to play? All right, what do you got here? Guy for you? What's, what's that? What are you going to play? Yeah, I, I, I hate to ask. <laughs> was it, was it going to be like Erica? No. I, Oh, this oh the Cyclone oh, B yeah. song. Okay, oh, this, is, this is a good song. You're yeah, like you'll it. learn some things here. <clears throat> you'll be reminded of things. Oy vey, goyim. Now this ought to be interesting. Leave the country, Jews chose wealth and property, destroying the German nation. Cyclone B. And in those heated work camps, they had plenty of amenities, but still they were kvetching Cyclone B, Cyclone B, Cyclone B, Cyclone B, Cyclone B, only used for pest control, Cyclone B. And when they used the post office theater, swimming pool, and dentistry, they were still ungrateful, Cyclone B. For though the Allies found out it was four years of wait and see, refused to bomb the train tracks, such trickery. Zyklon B, Zyklon B, Zyklon B, Zyklon B. Never was a gas shower, you can see. Zyklon B, Zyklon B, Zyklon B, Zyklon B. Only used for pest control, Zyklon B. That's in the U.S. Okay, so that's the DDT. That's how they yeah. did it. So they wouldn't use that in Germany. It was too dangerous. <laughs> oh my God, swallowing these diamonds is so difficult. I have gluten intolerance and they're making me eat fresh baked bread. Those shrinking heads, oy vey. We didn't get to do Fiddler on the Roof for this week's play. <laughs> Oh god, the show It was so horrible going up My mattress is too stiff you My grandmother B, was born in the gas B, chamber Zyklon B Zyklon B Only used for pest control Zyklon B <laughs> And then they brought in Hollywood Filming famine, disease, and dead bodies from bombing all supply routes, world wouldn't see. 
So wake up to the smell of bullshit. Learn the truth, it sets you free. Whites will have their freedom. It will be. Zyklon B. Zyklon B. Zyklon B. Zyklon B. Never was a gas shower. You can see. Zyklon B. Zyklon B. Zyklon B. Zyklon B. Shinny's built for filming the movie. That chimney wasn't always there. That was built by the Soviets after World War II Absolutely. in order to defame the National Socialists to make it look like as if gas came out of the chimney from the ovens. Yeah, and if, if uh, truly, and, and Ernst Sundel has said, if you see gas or smell anything coming from the crematory, there's a problem. They need to get it fixed because it's not functioning correctly. Right. That song sounded like it was a parody of something. Yes. Was it like, um, like, da dun dun da dun dun from the Beatles? Yeah, it was, it was a parody, yeah. Oh, so that's what it was. Well, <laughs> <laughs> whoever, whoever that is in the audience, please link that to me. Okay. Oh, um, Good radio. Diana could do that. She's got all it's yeah, it's Goyam Goddess has a lot of music like that. <clears throat> okay, so what else, anybody else uh any other uh, thoughts? Wanna come in? Because we're gonna go to my bitch channel if there's nobody there to uh, uh come in. You can get on our well, email we- if you want. Oh yeah. It, um you just um, Yeah, I just wanna say this this is a I just want to say you run a very nice stream. I enjoy it very much. I recommend it to everybody watching this. Thank you. Um, I might have to, I might advertise you on Gab. Oh, thank yeah. you. That'd be great. That. <laughs> right. Very good. Yep, I recommend. I recommend it fourteen eighty eight percent. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put your email in the private chat. Uh, Jim's email. Okay, so Diane, we could we could go if there's nobody else in the chat or nobody else ready uh, to speak. We can start with the videos. Yeah, thank you, sir. Yeah, so we'll go we'll go into the uh, God bless. Okay, you too. Thank you, thank you for coming in. Alrighty, all right. Let's move on to the to the um, uh, my 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 site. Oh my. yeah, your video is this the um, Holocaust denier one? I don't know. Yeah, that's the one that has that has Trump in it. Oh, yeah, we're going to go this way. He made to pay and brought to court for the crimes that she committed within ISIS. The Nazis massacred six million Jews. Two out of every three Jews in Europe were murdered in the genocide. Millions more innocent people were imprisoned and executed by the Nazis without mercy, without even a sign of mercy. Yet even today, there are those who want to forget the past. Worse still, there are even those filled with such hate, total hate, that they want to erase the Holocaust 
from history. Those who deny the Holocaust are an accomplice to this horrible evil and will never be silent. We just won't. So there you uh, go. Yeah, he's really a friend of ours, that's for sure. So for all the Trump tyrants out there that want to uh, vote vote for Trump, um, you better, you better think about it because he is not for us. He's not there to help us. Nope. Protect us. He he's uh, just a tool for the Jews, just to do what they want. Yeah, he's a Jew tool, absolutely, and they know it, and he knows they know it. Yeah. So anyway, that's. I don't think he's going to be the Q's savior because we understand he's supposed to be playing a game to win the confidence, and then when he gets in, it's all going to be outrighted. Right. I right. kind of doubt it. <laughs> okay. okay. If you want to just go down, Diana, the the shorter ones, uh, that one you did. I just just put one up. I I don't see it up there. I wonder why it doesn't show. The big lie, you mean the two-hour one? Nope. The one, my interview today. I had a a two-and-a-half-hour interview with these fellows, um, these Patriot fellows, and uh, I, I I don't see it there. She must, she must be in, in the, like the, yeah, she might have just opened it. It hasn't been refreshed. Yeah, it hasn't been refreshed. Which okay, is, but that's okay. If it's if it's not there, you know, big, it's no big deal anyway. Um, now it's refreshed. <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, if she can, she can go down, and we can stop her. Yeah, keep going, going. I didn't know if you wanted to do that. That one, the Daily Mail. I thought that was Canadian. I don't know that they're merely announcing this and doing clips of this. Uh, this interview, and from what um, some have said, this isn't uh, worth it. Oh, that's right. My, mine hasn't gone up yet. That's why you won't see it. Right, right. I mean, that's okay. Okay. So I this can see one is it. good. The Chicago Airport. That one's on the list, Diana. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna play that one. That was really good. We got a big problem. Give yeah. you an update. Yep. And surprise, surprise, it's worse. There's more people here than there were before. That entire curtain all the way back for 100 yards is full, and they're actually coming out out to here as well. And every single day, more and more and more busloads, and there are hundreds of locations around the area here that are full every single day. They're getting more full. The weather, weather's getting worse, and there's no end in sight because the Democrats are inviting more of this. Not just the Democrats. What's up, bro? My boy again. Hey. Yep, I put you on the film because he said my mom should swallow me. <laughs> you get to be on film because you're in public. Venezuela, they've actually, so this whole thing, this whole black curtain full of illegals all the way down, the entire bus terminal is no taken picture. over. Who said no pictures? He's America. You're in America. <laughs> this whole bus terminal has been taken over. By illegals because they've been invited in by Joe Biden. But now they don't even have room behind here. They have hundreds behind this black curtain. Now they're, they're having to put the beds out here so that American citizens can't even sit out here anymore. You have more beds coming here. So American citizens are standing out in the freezing cold out here because they don't want to come in here. And on February 2nd, this entire thing is getting taken over where media is not going to be able to come in. Citizens aren't going to be able to come in. It's only illegal aliens that are going to be allowed to be in here. This is Joe Biden's America. This is the Democrats' America. 
Please stay away from curtain. Please stay away. Don't touch. Private. It's private here, guys. Private here. So this, so if I go in there, I'm breaking the law. But if you come in illegally into our country, that's fine. And then it's Venezuela. There he is. That's a lot of people in there. Yeah. I don't know if you could kind of see through the, the, the sheet. Hundreds. It's hundreds. There's a lot of people in there. For the most part, I just think that, you know, you can't cross over any border in any other country but ours. Yeah. Um, and what I've seen is a lot of military-age men yeah. coming from other countries, and that's concerning. Yeah. Um, but I know people want to have a better life, and America yeah. is the land of golden opportunity. Um, well, but I think there has to be just a, a, a legal and a fair way to get here. We can't handle it. I know, you know we can't handle it. We can't handle that many. Um, I don't want to say freeloaders, but that many people getting things for free and, you know. We um, don't. We have to pay for it. <clears throat> putting in the work and doing their part. Yeah. So yep. hopefully they, you know, I don't know. We'll see how it all works out in the next administration. So. Yeah. Any <laughs> preference on who wins? Um, no, I don't really talk politics, but. I'd say I'm a little bit of a moderate. Yeah. Go both ways on different subjects, but I do know one important thing is we've got to tighten our borders. I don't yeah. want to say shut them, but we've got to tighten them. Yeah. Exactly, Diana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God bless it's you. Flooding in. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate you Have taking the time. Day. You too. So you can't really see back there, but all of those there's just caught after caught after caught. Kind of can. This entire thing, all the way down. All cuts. And the NGOs that are running them. Yep. I just love these. I love the, the number of signs. Stay away from the curtains. Well said, Diana. Look at, Look at the amount of signs. It'd be nice if we had that on our border. Yeah. It's not being enforced. Absolutely crazy, guys. Hard to believe. I don't know. I think this is very, very logical. Didn't get away with this. Yeah, and I don't. I I, voted for Joe Biden. I don't understand. He's saying Joe Biden doesn't make any decisions. His handlers do. So sick of it, guys. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, clergy plan. They know that if President Trump's back in there. Uh, Well, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. The Clergy plan was by this uh, Polish Jew, I think he was, basically eradicating uh, the white race by breeding us out with uh, the influx of, of, of third worlders. Right. Um, yeah. I don't. Oh, the human body shop. Well, hold on. We got someone that Stormy was yeah. there, wasn't it? Stormy's here. Yeah. He, he can. Let's bring him in here and talk to him. Hello, can you hear me? Yep. Hi, Stormy. Hi. I'm sorry, guys. Sometimes on Saturday nights I watch the UFC fights, but uh, <laughs> so I'm stopping in here to watch you guys. Um, it's just the same time. Um, you know, uh, it's interesting that you guys had on Peggy Hall and um, Ben mm-hmm. Berkwam because I've been listen- watching them for like three years now. And now they're they're appearing on your video stuff, and um, 
you know, the only thing is they don't go far enough. That's just, right. You know, like him, Bert, ben, he thinks he's a Trump gets in and everything's going to be okay. And Peggy Hall, where she doesn't, she doesn't say she's backing anybody. She's, she just always asks questions. Yeah. Well, she, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't really watch any of them regularly. No, regularly. But I mean, that that Berkram guy, I don't even know who the hell he really is. I just, I just saw the video, and I, again, I put the video up if it if it's relevant, relative, relevant to whatever the topic's going on, and I think it's important. So that's why I put him up. I, I don't. I mean, obviously, his politics is not my politics. And, uh, you know, you're never going to get anybody to agree with you 100. percent And he's going to say what he wants to say, and I, that's fine. So uh, you know, and Peggy Hall, you know, I think she's a good woman. She, you know, but I'm sure she's not red pilled on the topics we are, because she wouldn't be able to put her stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. But you know, there are a lot of people I'm meeting online and discussions and. They're really catching on to this Jewish, um, <clears throat> being behind a lot of this stuff, you know. Good. No, so I, I share so. I share your videos when I can to some of those groups. Yeah, good. <laughs> You're very brave. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got to get people to understand what what the real issues are and not get sidetracked to stupid things like the politics and. You know yeah. Trump and um, all the nonsense there because Even that's rabbit not, holes. not the information that's important to people. Mm-hmm. But you know a lot of people just don't want to go far enough with it, and we understand that. So sometimes you got to feed people little by little, and you know baby food first, and hopefully they'll yeah. get to understand it. You know, sure. Yeah, I mean, because like at our like at uh, in California at the city council meetings in Riverside. Um, you know, this it's crazy because they're, they're talking about these New World Order stuff, but they don't mention New World Order. They don't mention globalism. They don't, to God dare, they just put up the flag for the Holocaust officially last month, yeah. you know, for a month. Yeah, because it was, it was uh, Holocaust Remembrance Month, wasn't it or something? Yes, the twenty seventh. Well, January twenty seventh. They might have taken the whole month, but that was Remembrance Day. And then, then February's is Black History Month. Yeah, I got to go do that all over again. Yeah, so there you go. They, they yeah. have all this, you know. You know, I don't know if you know. There's a there's a case going in the court right now considering fluoride in the water. Yeah. And you know, so anyway, well, that's something well, that. Um, well, we so you don't have fluoride in your water there. I yeah, but it. I yeah, but I filter it. Yeah, no, I do too. Well, where I'm from in Massachusetts, Framingham, they have fluoride in the water. We got no, nothing we can do about it unless you filter it. Yep, and that's what you should yeah. do. And they and they spray glyphosate, the Roundup in the parks and the playgrounds, and <laughs> nobody takes this stuff seriously. They're like. Oh, I trust the FDA. I trust the EPA. Oh my they gosh! Said it's okay. I know. Oh my yeah. gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's FDA. Uh, yeah, and so many bad things they put in our foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they, like they I can. said, that's why you have to pray before you eat, so your food doesn't kill you. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I anyways I just um, called in just to say my little bit. Thank you. 
Thanks, right. Stormy, very much. Thanks Thank for coming. You. All right. All right, bye now. All right. Bye. Okay. okay, so let's see what else we got. Selling body parts. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> first well, that, 10, it's been more than five old, years since they first exposed a scandal involving a body donation business in Phoenix. A place known as the Biological Resource Center and a place with one promise. Connects those who wish to donate their body to science with medical research and education facilities. Turns out the donation was just the beginning. The owner accused of selling bodies and body parts. A trial set to begin in just months. And tonight, new grisly details of what the FBI says really happened. ABC 15's Nicole Valdez is live. And Nicole, this paints a Frankenstein-like picture. Yeah, it really does. Katie and Steve closed for years. This building off 24th Street and University doesn't look like much. But according to new claims in these court documents, the Biological Resource Center was essentially running a chop shop for human body parts, mixing, matching, and selling them in ways we never heard of until tonight. Described as unsettling, but it sounds a whole lot worse. <laughs> One FBI agent revealing what it was really like inside the Phoenix body donation facility. In 2014, he saw everything from buckets of heads, arms, and legs to coolers filled with severed penises when the FBI raided the building confused and, and angry we thought this, this was going to be doing some good he even spotted <laughs> a smaller head sewn onto a larger torso in a quote frankenstein manner it wasn't a choice we made it wasn't a choice any of the families made body parts piled on top of each other inside biological resource center where families donated their loved ones for medical research discoveries of uh sickness and a disease, maybe come up with a cure. Some say the company violated everything they promised. Tragedy that's never resolved, and it just keeps going on and deeper and deeper. The limbs, according to that agent, with no apparent identification. The company sued months after the FBI raided families claiming their loved ones weren't treated with dignity and respect, a promise written on their own consent forms. The company also accused of selling body parts for profit after saying... They'd only use the parts they needed and would cremate the ones they didn't and return them. A torso with a head apparently went for 2400 bucks. A leg, about 1100 They'd even sell knees and feet alone for under 500 Now, the owner of the Biological Resource Center was already sentenced, but he was only given probation. He will be back in court in October, though, for several civil lawsuits filed by Arizona families. For now, we're live in Phoenix. Yeah, he's probably a Jew. That's why. Well, the problem is, um, I don't believe they cremate the remains. I believe they sell them to fast food restaurants, for one thing. <laughs> the second thing is, I think the government's more upset about them not being in charge of this whole process, just like Prohibition, that where they shut down the, the small producers so that they could run the show. And that needs to be a lot more sophisticated so people don't find out. So the government wants to take over. All right, what do we got a video here? Yeah, Diana came up with it. They all go to saving lives, madam. That's what he used to say. It's all for the good of the country. Turn it up. Doctors, then. 
Oh, oh, blimey, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the government wants to be in charge of any operation that's going to generate a great deal of money, and that can if it's done right. Yeah, you, you, you know, anybody that goes to commission, you're not going to know what the hell's going on. So yeah. they can just give you ashes from anybody. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I wouldn't worry about that aspect of it. Is uh, hopefully you get it to cremation, period, and not siphoned off in, into some industrial center for processing. Yeah. Okay, right. I wonder if she's going to. She doesn't have to play uh, Mark Dice, but it was on the list. It's up to you, Diana. The fight against anti-whiteism. Remember this kid who was just enjoying a Kansas City Chiefs game, dressed up as a chief with his face painted in the team colors, wearing a headdress that happened to belong to his grandfather because his grandfather is a member of one of the Native American tribes. And then Deadspin, the garbage supposed sports website, called him a racist and said that he was wearing blackface. Well, his family is doing the right thing, and they are now suing Deadspin for defamation. This is the same sports website where much of the staff and the editors came down with Trump derangement syndrome. And so the upper management sent a memo to them telling them to stick to sports because they're posting anti-Trump screeds that had absolutely nothing to do with sports. And so many of the staffers resigned, and one of the senior editors defied the directive and continued to complain about Donald Trump. And so, thankfully, what a surprise, he was fired. And they're going to be begging this kid's family to settle this case as soon as possible for at least a million dollars, hoping that it doesn't cost them 10 or 20 times that in damages, not to mention legal fees if this thing actually goes to court. And they've already apologized on the website, the original URL. They removed the kid's photo. They removed any reference to it. So they are scared. And this is what needs to happen because the cultural climate in this country has gotten so toxic that not just twits on Twitter, we would expect to spew nonsense, feel comfortable accusing anyone and everyone, including kids, being racists, white supremacists, but also major media outlets and Democrat members of Congress as well. Apparently, these clowns didn't learn their lesson or get the message from the Nick Sandman defamation case, which CNN settled likely for several million dollars, along with NBC News, The Washington Post, and others, because they knew that if that case went to trial, it could easily end up costing them tens of millions of dollars in damages. Also, in case you missed it, the family of a San Diego middle school kid is suing his school after they ridiculously accused him of wearing blackface to a high school football game because he was wearing war paint, and they suspended him. And this is what a small world it is. The kid's father, after this happened, emailed me because he's a regular viewer of this channel and asked me what I think he should do. And, of course, I recommended that he sue them. You see, sometimes I engage in, well, I guess you would call it community service behind the scenes. And sometimes I'll talk to certain other content creators or members of Congress and kind of nudge them in the right direction, plant seeds, try to show them the light and guide them where they need a little bit of help. And it's long past due that white people start using the legal system to fight back against the systemic anti-whiteism that we've seen growing and growing over the last decade or so that's boiled over in the last few years. The DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, which, of course, is just a code word for anti-whiteism. 
like the manager at Starbucks who got fired for being white and then sued them and won over $25 million. Progressive Insurance is being sued by Stephen Miller's law firm because of their anti-whiteism, offering $25,000 grants to only black-owned businesses. This is a growing trend, and it's only going to get bigger because it's going to take years to dismantle the systemic anti-whiteism. The San Diego Gas and Electric employee, who is a Mexican, you may recall, who was fired for... Cracking his knuckles. Somebody took a photo of him when he was in an sdg truck outside of a Black Lives Matter march. Remember that story? And it looked like he was making the OK hand sign. So they fired him. He is suing. Billionaire Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks and one of the hosts of Shark Tank on CNBC, may be sued very soon for admitting that he is, well, violating discrimination laws. Just openly on Twitter, that's what I mean. The culture has gotten so toxic that these people are so delusional that they don't even actually think that they're doing anything wrong. After he was bragging on Twitter about violating the discrimination laws in order to create a diverse workforce, one of the commissioners at the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission replied to him, signaling that an investigation is underway. Stephen Miller's America First Legal Foundation filed a complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission against Macy's for their systemic anti-whiteism. And to pour salt in the wound, they did it, I think, the day before or two days before the famous Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. They also filed a complaint against IBM after James O'Keefe obtained that internal communication showing the CEO openly admitting that they are a systemically anti-white and anti-male company. So we take underrepresented and gender. You got to move both forward by a percentage. That leads to a plus on your bonus. By the way, if you lose, you lose part of your bonus. I'm not trying to finesse this. So for blacks, we should try to get towards 13 point something percent. On Hispanics, you got to get into the mid-teens. But let me say it. Asians in the U.S. are not an underrepresented minority in a tech company. And corporate America is now running scared. As the Los Angeles Times notes, Trump advisor Stephen Miller is making corporate America rethink diversity hiring. Of course, diversity is code word for anti-white, making them rethink their anti-whiteism. This from ABC News, how corporate America is slashing DEI workers amid backlash to diversity programs. DEI officers say they've faced cuts in the years since George Floyd. (laughs) Oh. And the article goes on to say that, of course, it was sparked by George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter insurrection of 2020. This from Forbes magazine, why business leaders are pulling the plug on DEI. Well, I'll tell you why, because they're all afraid of getting sued. And people are very upset at Stephen Miller for being the tip of the spear and leading this really fight against anti-whiteism. This from the Daily Beast, the online waste of cyberspace. Stephen Miller's right-wing lawsuit machine must be stopped. No, we're just getting started, and Stephen Miller has a message for anybody who has been affected by this or may be affected by it in the <laughs> I future. I can see that. If you or a loved one were denied a job, raise, promotion, or professional opportunity as a result of diversity quotas, equity mandates, affirmative action, or other racial preferences, we want to hear from you. Please call us at 1-877-AFL-5454 or go to aflegal.org slash hotline. 
As a nonprofit, all services provided by America First Legal's attorneys are free to our clients. You hear that, guys? It's not even going to cost you any money because the America First Legal Foundation takes the cases on contingency basis, which means that they just take a portion of the winnings to then pay for their fees. And by the way, this video is not sponsored by the America First Legal Foundation, although I certainly would like it to be. I might have to actually call them and see if they want to sponsor me. As you guys know, I don't do sponsors. I don't promote products and do ad reads. But I would make an exception for the America First Legal Foundation. Instead, I just write books in my kitchen on a laptop, like my new War on Conservatives, which you should order in paperback from Amazon.com if you haven't read it yet, or download it from any of the major ebook stores. And of course, there's a link to the Amazon listing in the description below. So click it, it and head out of there. Ed, check it out. Okay, so what did Diana say? She likes him or something? Yeah, she likes him. Um, that he promotes Jews. That Miller person is a Jew. And yeah. um, anybody, in fact, it looks like Greenblatt. I guess there must be kind of a look that they rubber stamp or something. But um, I don't think I would be promoting something that, because the Jews are always at the top and they're always going to be presenting um, things that are good for them, evidently. So, okay, you can continue. Go ahead, I was going to say there, there, there is one I didn't get to you in a link. Maybe you can look it up. Uh, the the kid is, I don't know if he's suing what's going on here, but he had a shirt on in school that said there are only two genders, and they kicked him. Oh out yeah, I remember that. I remember well, if that. You, you could, if you want to do a search to find that, we could look at that article there because he's a young little kid, and you yeah, know, thanks, they, they, Diana. They, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to be much longer with y'all. I understand we need to move beyond color. I, I'm, not, I'm not about that, but y'all raised it. If you start it, I'll end it for you. Don't start nothing. It won't be nothing. <laughs> but we got a problem. Black people got a problem. Now, we can move to color blindness and always look at the man by the content of his character, never the color of his skin. I'm down for that. You're getting my vote. Yay and amen. I'm for that. But before we get there, we need to hear some truth. Black people and white folk. Black people got a problem. And it's a God problem. When black people see the world, I don't care. You can train them. You can train a black man to be a physician. What happened? I don't know. It's stopped, and I think she's got some buffering. He's, he's, he has um, actually declared part of a hate organization i think by the adl because yeah. of the way he uh i guess comes well, against blacks well the, the thing is he didn't we didn't get to the best stuff he, yeah he, i know he, oh there's my uh two and a half hours video today uh anyway he he was saying that the blacks never created anything no they, right, they, right 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 you no know, they want you to believe that you know the blacks created all these things and i mean they might have worked on projects we're not saying they didn't but they didn't create them you know what I mean? So anyway, that's that was the hope. And here's a black guy saying that. Yeah. Okay. He's black. He understands. And uh, you know, because a lot of people want to take credit for things they didn't do. 
Right. I mean, you, you didn't do nothing. I mean, okay, right. you you worked in the cotton fields and, and you worked on a plantation and you didn't whatever. create the cotton gin. Yeah, you didn't make that. That's right. Um, so anyway, I just thought that was that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, anyway, that this video here, two and a half hours. Uh, these fellows, um, you know, I call them patriots. They they're good good people, and they were just asking me a lot of questions about, you know, everything about the Holocaust, how I got into it, and uh, all about the you know all the things going on with the Holocaust. So anyway, you don't have to play it, but I'm oh, just. Oh, he was. I probably was going to start it out. I had to put my earphones on because I couldn't hear him. So we're are we not going to hear it then? Well, I'm just saying it's two and a half hours. You're not gonna I know, play. but there's not going to be any audio because you've got the ear earbuds in. You too, and okay. just kind of an mind. intro here. We're <laughs> okay. really, you know, we're happy to welcome a highly gotcha. anticipated guest here, Jim Rizzoli. He's a Holocaust denier extraordinaire, and he is oh so proud of it. We're going <laughs> to be discussing all sorts of things today, ranging from people like Ernst Zundel, David Irving, Fred uh, Leuchter, and Please forgive me if I mispronounce that last oh, name. I've never right. been able to pronounce it right. Germa Rudolph. We're going to discuss uh, the Holocaust or Holohoax, as it's known as in some quarters. Um, and, you know, Jim, I've been following your work for three, probably four years now. You do, you've do you done such a great work or such, such a good job for overall on this subject and others. And you've really thrown your neck out there. And, um, Thanks for joining us again. And where are you joining us from, Texas? Yeah, I'm in East East Texas. Yeah, East Texas, East Texas. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, Jim. Uh, did, before you were on BitChute, were you on YouTube at all? Oh yeah, <laughs> I had uh, I had ten ten channels uh, on uh, YouTube, and they took them down progressively. Every which one, I had a thousand. Uh, I, I do have a channel still there. Believe it or not. Uh, I, okay. I don't know how long it's going to last. I mean, what happened is they, they cut it out, and then my brother appealed to them, and they put it back up. There's about 400 videos on that channel. But I, I think if people start going to it, they'll probably take it down again. But no. it is there. It is there. I was on it. I've been on it this week. It's completely algorithmically throttled. It, it is there, but you have to search for it exactly. And uh, most of the comment sections are not allowed. There's That's no... Right advertising or suggested videos he's really really throttled over there but it does exist and he has all sorts of very juicy material from his <laughs> zundel from his zundel discussions to his uh fred Leucht, um <clears throat> what's the official the Leuchter report that yeah. uh was posted you know it's still there it's fantastic but it's you know problem yeah <clears throat> is is what it is nothing i can do about it yeah. So they basically, they basically deep. Were you ever monetized over on YouTube? No. No, no. never mind. I'll, I'll, let me let me explain something about YouTube to show you how bad it is. I can't even comment on anybody's video on YouTube. I can't like anybody's video. I have been systematically wiped off the earth with YouTube, except I can, I can watch videos, but that's it. I just can watch them. I can't, they won't even let me comment. Yes. So would that, would that have something to do with you being on the ADL's hit list? Uh Oh, 
<laughs> I, I, uh, maybe. I, I don't know. I, obviously, someone over on YouTube has a bone to pick with me, and they don't want me to have any any say in anything. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, and pretty clearly. You've been attacked by the ADL and uh, several Jewish groups, haven't you, over your time? Well, they, they don't like me, but I, I honestly, if you read their material about me, Everything they say is true, so I don't really mind. I mean, there's, there's there's nothing that they, you know, they're saying everything that I say. So as long as you get it straight, I have no problem with being hated by ADL. No yeah. problem at all. Yeah, we were actually reading through the uh, ADL uh, article, which starts out, uh, that you're an anti-Semite, anti-immigrant activist, and Holocaust denier. <laughs> and so... It's not a lie. Yeah, and in your words, and here are some, some quotes from you. You have to have a murder weapon, and you got to get the bodies. The Holocaust narrative have neither. Right. Right? That's, right. Uh, that's the first quote they put there from, from you. Right. That's right. That's good. So how did you uh, get into uh, researching the Holocaust? Yeah. Uh, well, it goes – it actually goes way back. Um, I always – well, here's how it really happened from the beginning. I'll get it. I'll get it from the beginning. Okay, um, I, I, I was I was a Jehovah's Witness for many years, and long story short, I got kicked out of there because I was exposing them for some things they were doing wrong. But in between all this, before I got kicked out, uh, it came up about the Holocaust topic, and. They had, they wrote something in one of their publications about the witnesses, Jehovah's Witnesses being in there in, in the camps saying 10,000 of them were killed or something like that. And I said, whoa, this is absolutely insane. That couldn't have happened because there weren't that many there. So anyway, I came across, um, this fellow, um, that was a witness too. And he, um, Dietlib Felderer, I don't know if you know him, Dietlib Felderer, F-E-L-D-E-R-E-R. And he used to write for the Watchtower Society. And he, he explained that, that that didn't happen, that there were no 10,000 witnesses killed or whatever the hell they say were killed. And they, they kicked him out. Okay. So that, that's what got me interested because I was a witness. He was a witness, and I said, wow, this is pretty interesting. So that's the thing that piqued my interest way in the beginning. And then later, as time went on, I started looking into a little bit more, and then I came across her in Zundel. And the way I came across her in Zundel was interesting. Uh, so here's my topic, my main topic in the United States here, in, say, 2003, 2004, was illegal immigration. And my brother and I, we had cable shows that were talking about it. It was a big thing in my uh, town of Framingham at the time, Massachusetts. And we were on TV all the time about it. So we, we were well known about this. So that was my main topic. And then one day, you know, because we were fighting illegal immigration in our town. It got completely taken over by the immigrants and the Brazilians and everybody else. So... One day, I come across an article of this man who's being uh, deported from the United States, white, a white man. He's being deported from the United States 
on immigration charges. And I'm saying, what the hell? A <laughs> white guy is being deported and we get tens of thousands of illegal immigrants here. Nothing's happening to them. But this white guy is being deported back to Canada. And so that got me interested in Zundel. And I didn't know Zundel at the time. So I went to his website. He had a website. And then there you go. I, that's where my first exposure to the Holocaust was, was through Ernst Zundel. Well, that's, that's really, that's an interesting backstory. I had no idea about the uh, Jehovah's Witness background of yours. Yeah. Uh, yeah I was yeah. aware of a Jehovah's Witness camp. I didn't know that they claimed that all 10,000 of them were. Yeah. I, I didn't know much about that. That's interesting. Uh, is that uh, is that ring that you're wearing the Justice for German Society ring or what is that? Uh just a ring. I get I, I get two two types of rings. But uh, okay, looks like a German Iron Cross. Almost sorry about that. Uh, it is yeah. it it is. It's a German Iron Cross. I'm proud of you know you know what the Iron Cross means. You know do you know what it really stands for? The Balkan Cruise. I'm not sure. No. Well, no, no. I mean, what, it, you'd be proud to have it because it means honor. Having a, uh, a, uh, the cross like this, the Germans wore it. It had to do with honor and, and truth and, and standing up for that. That's there why you, I wear, you, you know, it, it's funny you say that because I saw a video a while back. This, uh, scientific, uh, team in Poland was, uh, doing studies on light and they managed to capture a single photon of light and it just so happened to look exactly like the Iron Cross. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm pr I'm proud of it. I mean, I I have uh, uh, you know several types of rings. You know, I I have like like kind of like this. You know, so and I wear them everywhere. When I go out, I don't go out much, but when I do go out, I wear my rings, and uh, I'm proud of showing them to people. I mean, they look, they see it. They probably think that I'm a, I'm a Nazi, you know. So, but I, I wear them to stir conversation because I want people to say to me, "What what do you have that ring for? What, why are you wearing that ring?" I'm say, "Well, it means honor. I'm an honorable person. I tell the truth, you know. That's you know. And anyway, I get you in a conversation." <laughs> well, yeah, and when it comes to Ernst Zundel. Because I'm, I'm, I've, I listened to a couple of those interviews late recently, and uh, rest in peace, Ernst Zundel. He he passed away in sixteen. Yes, I, th I, th I th thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, and and you kept up with him the last fifteen twenty years of his life, I'm assuming. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And um, just in case, if you're not familiar, Ernst Zundel is the Canadian, right? Uh, German. Uh, elaborate a little bit for anyone listening if they don't know who Ernst Zundel is exactly. Okay. Well, Ernst Zundel, is a, he's a German. He ended up coming to the United States, I mean, not United States, Canada, like way back in, in the 50s, all right? And, um, you know, he never was made a citizen, by the way, just to let you know. And, uh, but he he was uh, he learned all about the Holocaust from another man named Arkand, and he learned that it was a lie and all that. And so Ernst Zundel went on his way, uh, producing a ton of material 
exposing the Holocaust in Canada. And he he actually he's famous because he actually got the Holocaust to go to court, to bring it to court, dealing with him anyway, how they they tried to take him up on uh, charges saying he was producing uh, false material or lies or whatever the hell it was. Um, and he had to go to court on this in 85 and a whole a lot of stuff happened to him in between all this, how they, they, they try to shut him down. They, sh- cause he was a, he was a very famous, um, artist and he did prints and he did artwork and he sold artwork and, um, you know, he's really, he's really good at what he did. He made a lot of money in what he did. And, uh, then he got into the Holocaust topic and, uh, uh, they they came after him. They brought him to court, and it went on for ten years. About ten years, this whole court situation went on for ten years. And in between all this, the poor guy, they they took his mailing privileges away, which was illegal. It was against the law what they did there. Um, and you know he he went to trial in 1985. He lost that case, and then he appealed it. He went to, went to trial again in 1988. And he lost that case. And then eventually what happened in 1990, 91, thereabouts, they, they, uh, come to find out that the law that they were prosecuting him on was illegal. Okay. So after all that time and all the, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars or more that he spent defending himself in court, they finally admitted that the whole thing was thrown out because of uh, the law was actually unconstitutional in Canada. And they knew it. They knew it was unconstitutional. But they just wanted to bury this guy and um, get him out of the way, uh, financially bankrupt him. But um, he kept going. And, uh, I mean, they did probably bankrupt him. But um, he, he was he sent out so much information about the Holocaust being a lie. He's the man you got to go to. Uh, to really find out uh, what happened. Uh, he, he's he got incredible stories, and he put a lot of video up there. There's hundreds of videos he's put up um, on the topic, and, uh, you know, all the way from the 80s, well, actually probably late 70s mm-hmm. to the to 90s, in the 90s, uh, exposing all this. So he's the man you really want to go look at. If you want to find out about the Holocaust and what happened uh, with his trials and all that, He's the guy to talk to with his material, you know. And it was yeah. also where uh, Leuchter came in, right? Yeah. Well, Leuchter, Fred Leuchter came in because in the, in the first trial, Zundel, uh, they, see, they lost the first trial. So they figured uh, what they'll do is they'll bring That's in more, more biting information. And they figured they would attack it from the gas chamber viewpoint, showing was there really any gas chambers in the camps? So they, they hired Fred Lucha because he was an ex- expert. He was a, um, a gas chamber expert, I guess you could say. There's not many around. He was probably the only one. Execution. Uh, you know, execution expert, whether it was <laughs> gas chamber, whether it was electrocution, whether it was whatever, uh, injection. He was the expert. And so they, they, they got him to get involved in the case, and he ended up going to um, the camps in Auschwitz, Madonic, and a few other places to investigate whether there were gas chambers and those buildings they claim were gas chambers. And he wrote a whole report. He put it all together. 
And he came back to the United States, and then eventually he presented the case to Zundel, and they presented it in court. So that was Fred Lucha. That was what he did. And I know Fred well. He, uh, you know, he lives actually about. Well, I'm in, I'm in Texas now, but when I was in Massachusetts, he only lived about 20 miles away from me. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know it. And he was 20 miles away from me. So, <laughs> and he's still alive to this day. Yeah, he's probably 81. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Yeah, and and <clears throat> and when it came to Zundel, I wanted to ask this a little earlier. Wasn't Zundel's wife a Ukrainian survivor from this entire incident? Uh, yes. She really had an influence on him in that regard of what she saw. Well, yeah, she she came into the picture, and she um, ended up they ended up getting married. That's why he ended up in the United States. He he ended up. See, what happened is after his trial, then eventually he 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 met her, and she got the whole uh, Zundel site going and all mm-hmm. that. By the way, mm-hmm. so he ends because he, he wasn't computer good. You know, he didn't know probably what to do with computers and the internet and all that. She got all that going, the Zundel site, and he ended up hooking up with her they end up getting married in the united states i believe and he he was going to live here that's what he was going to do he was married to an american he should have had all the rights of a of being married to an american but they didn't care they they booted him out of the united states on false charges they lied about him they said he didn't uh show up for an immigration meeting or whatever the hell it was and uh that wasn't really true they 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 just wanted to blackball him and get him in jail. And so they sent him back to Canada and he went to jail in Canada for two years. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they kicked him out of the country. They deported him and he went to Germany and he was, they put him in jail in Germany. He went he, I guess he went on trial there mm-hmm. uh, for Holocaust denial and they sent him to prison for five years in jail there. He got out, mm-hmm. but then he died shortly right after. He's lived it out the rest of his life in Germany. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's damn, damn. Yeah. It shows how it shows how far they will go and how desperate they are to make sure that the people who question this are absolutely ruined through and through. This is mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy to hear about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I, I know, I know, Mister Zendel had his home bombed as well. Mm-hmm. Is, is that right? Well, he had he had it bombed a couple of times, and then they burned it down. <laughs> they they the whole thing burned down. They set it on fire. Yeah. Mm. They, what about what about Mr. Leiter? Did he face any type of not, backlash? Uh, well, I mean, the only thing that happened to him is you know they just um, he he couldn't get a job anywhere. He he couldn't continue on in his business dealing with executions and all that. Uh, so they blackballed him too, yeah. But I don't think they, I don't think they ever physically. Uh, they, they probably tried to physically come after him, but they never really hurt him physically. They, they really ruined Leuchter's career. I, I got down the Leuchter report recently. You know, there's never been a, a an engineer that's been prosecuted for not being licensed in Delaware, and he's the only one to be prosecuted yeah. in the history of Delaware. He has a half. I wonder if he still has that half completed injection lethal injection machine that he never completed but you know he had contracts that were severed because he took a stand against you know the the hollow hoax mythology yeah he was really ruined through and through his career was ruined and therefore his life it probably is a, a fraction of what it was you know you, you never know just because this innocent man was 
called to do what he knows what knows to do best. And it's just yeah. It's, what they, uh, what they did to him was another uh, you know <laughs> crazy thing. They brought him to court. They said he wasn't an engineer. I mean, he, look, here's a, here's a guy designing and uh, working on gas chambers and electrocutions things and and all that type of stuff. And oh, he wasn't he wasn't qualified to do this. Well, that was his job. I mean, yeah. what, mm-hmm. what the hell are you talking about? That's what he did for a job, and they hired him to do it. So he, yeah. he was qualified. They just they just wanted to ruin him, and they did. They they ruined him. Thank okay. you. That's All awesome. Right, well, anyway, that was good. Well, it's it's a really good. Uh, I mean, I really loved it. It was a really good interview because I got to say a lot of stuff in it. And uh, there you go. So anyway, look, at we're, we're coming to the end of our video, folks. We appreciate that you were with us tonight. Come back next week if you want to come in the conversation. Uh, and that's pretty much it. That's all I can say. So I'm going to say goodnight, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. And there you go. Take care. Bye now. Bye. Thank you.